So for you as an up and coming manager, please do not get in the habit of emailing to set up meetings. Make sure for yourself, if you're in an organization and you can set it up, you can hook up your calendar to a Calendly thing and you can you can use it for free. It's a freemium service. So you can even start for free and just have a 30 minute meeting that's available, but that will at least let you send a link to tell people when you're available. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Management Development Unlocked. I am thrilled that you're here. While you still have your device in your hand, I'd like to ask the usual three favors. One, please subscribe to the show. Two, please share the show with just one other person. And three, go to GerardTrainingSolutions.com and download my free ebook on becoming a manager. Today is a special show because I'm co-hosting an episode with Brian Nelson Palmer of Productivity Gladiator. Our focus today is on 10 time management hacks we'll give five each up and coming managers can use. And so let's transition now to the interview. Eric, it is such a treat to get to do this with you today, man. I've been so stoked about talking about, we said 10 time management hacks up and coming managers can use. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've never co-hosted before, so this will be an adventure. And, you know, if you get tired of talking about time management, we can always talk about scuba. That's right. We just found out Eric is an scuba instructor and yes. I went through the YMCA dive thing in, in college and stuff and diving is fun. So we both found that out and we both found out that neither one of us have to wear swim caps anymore because no. we're both already aerodynamic in the water. That's <laughs> right. We we both have the same barber. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. Man, this is cool. Well, thanks for getting together. And for folks, let's do a quick intro on Eric, just a little bit about your back. We're about to talk about 10 time management hacks for up and coming managers. So what's the perspective that you're you're coming to this because? Yeah, so I am super passionate about time management. And I think that came, I'll, I'll, I'll be real with you for a second. I, I think that came from being a little ADHD and a little OCD. Oh, nice. So I found that I had to be hyper-organized in order to get through a day without you know, just completely blowing off everything. So I have found that, that keeping myself organized means that everybody around me is happier, I'm happier. And then I've also taught time management as well, and that was like a duck to water where I've, I, I teach time management and it's just so easy and so fun. I do things a little differently than most folks, I think. You know, because I need to be really organized, but I'm happy to share those tips. And, you know, I invite folks to, to take what works and reject the rest, you know, just, just go with what works. Oh, absolutely. And for me, this is, I, I did a, a TEDx talk on the value, reimagining the actual value of your time is the name of the talk. And I was really blessed because it got picked by Ted and was out there. I was like put out there and kind of went a little viral. And it was also really cool because I've been teaching this stuff since 2014. I do with Productivity Gladiator, I'm teaching life balance and personal practical productivity skills. And time management is a big piece of that learning. So for me, given these workshops for so many years, I've got so many of these ideas. So when the prospect of like, oh, let's get together with Eric and let's both share some and like go back and forth on this, this was, oh man, this is so cool. So, and I'm with you, I've never really co-hosted an episode before. So we're, we're trying something new in that like we're both hosts of shows. So let's get together and do a show together. This is, this is fun. So yeah, let's jump absolutely. in. Absolutely. Let's do it. Well, why don't you kick it off? What's your first one? 
Cool. Okay. We said we're going for 10. Yeah, we're going for 10. Okay. So my focus and my background is, is on new managers. So specifically helping new managers transform from being high-performing individual contributors or employees to being a great people manager. So that's the lens I'm looking through is how do I help the new manager figure it out and stay organized so that they can lead their team as, as well as possible. So with that kind of scene setting, let's dive in. The first thing I would say is if it's on the calendar, it gets done. So make a, make appointments for everything. I make, ta- I make appointments for tasks. I make appointments for meetings. I use 15-minute blocks for, for little things. I've gotten really good at estimating how long something will take. And so put it on the calendar. You know, I need to, I need to pick up the girls from, from camp. That's, that's an obvious one. But, you know, hey, I need to write up the show notes from this episode. I'm likely to forget that unless it's on the calendar. And so I'll put, put that down for 15 or 30 minutes on the calendar. It's blocked off. It gets done. It, you know, my calendar is my Bible. So that's kind oh. of tip one and two uh, built in together. Number three okay. is the best system is the one that you'll actually use. So I've got my system. It makes some people's eyes cross. So I don't force my system on folks. I say the best system is the one that you'll use. I, I meet a lot of people who love pen and paper and, and have a paper calendar. Fine. You know, I'm not going to ridicule that. I'm not going to say anything yeah. bad about it. My system is I use Apple Calendar. I'm a, I'm a Mac guy. So I use Apple Calendar and I use Apple nice. Mail and I use Apple Notes. And that works for me. I've gotten to the point where... You know, I used to to carry around a little notebook with me to meetings all the time, and my handwriting yeah. has gotten to the point where I can't read my own handwriting anymore. So I spend a lot of time typing notes up, or when I'm in Zoom meetings, I use Fathom.video to record notes and, and transcribe. Can I ask you about, I have a couple questions on what you shared on that one, on the Fathom, I've never heard of that one. Is it... That's an app on your phone, or is that you take a picture of what you wrote, or how does that one work? Yeah, so Fathom, there are others like Otter.ai is another one, and there are a bunch of them. These are these are AI apps that are extensions. In this case, Fathom only works with Zoom, and okay. it joins the meeting like a participant and records the whole thing. It records the video, it records the audio, and then it uses AI to give you a transcription. And so after a meeting, like if I'm in a, if I'm in a client meeting or if I'm in a workshop and I really want to make sure I, I get the key points, all I have to do is that the, the recording is instantaneous. So as soon as the meeting is over, the transcript is ready and I'll go right to the transcript and scroll through it and go up. Ah, there's the key point. Boom. Done. So rather than listening to a zoom recording for, you know, and repeating the thing for another hour in 15 yeah. minutes, I've scrolled through and gotten the key points and I'm on my way. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And you and you were talking, I want to go back. You said you block your time in 15 minute increments. So in my head, does that mean that you have like multiple colors and every 15 minutes of the whole, like, is that just the work day? Is that the entire day? How, how, how big, how far does it go? So let me, for example, if I look at, at today's calendar, I have today, I've got three calendars going. So I've got my work calendar, my Gerard Training Solutions calendar. That's blue. And so, you know, like this, this podcast is in blue um, for this time period. Then I've got my personal calendar that's green. And so, okay. for example, meditating is in green and that's at, that's a half hour at eight, at eight o'clock and then going to take the car in to get serviced and, and call the, the scuba dive shop to, to ask a question that's in green. 
Then the, the family calendar is in red. My wife runs that calendar. And I know that, nice. for example, my okay. twins are volunteering, doing some work uh, over on Bainbridge Island near Seattle. Okay. So the nice thing about having these different calendars is if it starts to get overwhelming, if it starts to get too cluttered, I just turn the, one of the calendars off and then I can focus. I see. So that right now I've got the full, the full look at the day or the week or the month, depending. If it's too much, just turn one off and then I can focus and say, okay, that's what I have to do for work today and I can focus on that. You know, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this together because the question I have is I, I use a similar approach, except for me, the time block, I, if I have a task that I need to block, the tasks for me live on the to-do list and the time block is the work time to get tasks done. And so if I have a lot going on, I'll try to block more time for that, but I don't actually put the task on the calendar. For me, it's a, it's, it's on a separate sheet because things are always coming up and changing. So my question for you is if you plan to get certain things done and all of a sudden something high priority comes up, does that mean, are you changing calendar events or are you just moving things around or how does it work for you? Sure. Yeah. It's totally flexible. You just drag stuff around. So I actually, I, I adapted this from Franklin Covey. So I was trained in time management from Franklin Covey and a guy named Dave Green was, you know, for a minute, he was like the expert in time management and outlook. And he had this method called drag drop, turn it into what it is. So in outlook back in the day, there was the core four, there was mail, calendar, tasks, and notes. And so when an email came in, you decided what it was. Was it a task, something you had to do? Was it an appointment you drag it on the calendar? Was it um, a contact you drag it into to a dress book or was it a note you wanted to hang on to later and drag it into a note? So you would drag these things around and I'm just shortcutting that and just saying, you know what? I've got my email inbox. I've got my calendar. I make appointments to get tasks done. So I don't, I don't have a task list. Right. Yeah. That's so, cool. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just shortcutting. I'm just taking a, taking a, a step out of the process. You know, and I love that we're having this conversation because it just, just like you said, everybody has their different approaches, right? So what works for different folks, you find the tools that work for you. And for me, I, I have the calendar is where I need to be like places I need to mint or it's like, I need to be somewhere physically or mentally or virtually. I need to be there. So that's the calendar. And then the tasks are somewhere else. And so moving it on, that's, oh man. I like this. I'm going to play with this, putting it on the calendar thing. I'm yeah, curious just, about how that would work. It, it helps a lot. I mean, it, it just helps me focus because like what I will often do is I will look at the week. So like on a, on a weekend, on a Sunday, I'll look yeah. at the week coming or, or the next couple of weeks coming and I'll make sure that there's that stuff that needs to get done is on the calendar. There's a time for it and I'll build in prep. So for example, I built in a half hour of prep before this, this podcast, Right. Sometimes I don't do that. I'll just I'll block the book the podcast and then realize later, whoops, there's no time to get ready for that. And so I'll make time to, to right. get ready for that. And then if something else comes up, you know, so for example, you know, I've got a note here, a personal note that I need to take care of something with, with my scuba gear. That's not high priority. And so if something else comes in, I'll just drag that someplace else. It's no big deal. Right. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's like short stopping the to-do list. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Okay. Yeah. I'd say I, I realized I jumped in with questions. I might have some more, but I think you were like that was you were on number three. Yeah. That was where we were talking about fathom. Go yep. go ahead. Okay. We actually jumped into number four, which is using multiple calendars. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. So personal work and so on. You know, I would I I have a client that wants me in their system, so I've got their calendar. I was on a volunteer board and I was in their system. So at one point I was running five calendars, you know, and they all told me where I needed to be. And if it started to get too much, it was just easy enough to toggle them on and off. So that's why I advocate using multiple calendars because you can reduce the overwhelm of, you know, God, that's too much to do today. It's like, well, actually, you know, turn off the family calendar because you don't need to know that the girls are going on a picnic. You know, like that's, right. that's not information you need right now. So you can shut that off. Yeah. It allows you to kind of focus on what's important right now. If you're yeah. in the middle of a work day and focus in on what's happening next that I see that that makes sense. Yep. And then the last tip, and these are not in order, by the way, these are just, you know, as they, as they <laughs> came out, the last tip is do it, delegate it or delete it. So this is specific to email. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So, so true story, true story. Right now I have 20 red emails in my inbox and that's actually a few too many for me at the moment. I would be much more comfortable if it was down in the teens. I know people who have tens of thousands of unread emails and they're completely overwhelmed. They're just completely overwhelmed. They're like, why even try? Why even bother? So the the method I use to handle email, which is a big time suck, I think, for everybody, is do it, delegate it, or delete it. If an email comes in and it'll only take a minute or two to handle, do it right then. Take care of it and then throw it out. Or can you delegate it? Can you have somebody else do it or can you delegate it to yourself just later in the day or later in the week, you know, and then make an appointment for it? Or if it's garbage, just delete it and get it the heck out of your inbox. Like don't don't even deal yeah. with it. Corollary to that is ruthlessly unsubscribe. You're going to wind up on mailing lists, of course. Down at the bottom of every piece of junk email I've gotten is a little itty bitty tiny in two point mm-hmm. font oh unsubscribe yeah, button. It- it's this big. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. there. It's there. Yeah. Look for it and unsubscribe. And so I just, I, I stay on that because I don't want to be on mailing lists. I don't want to be on. And it, it, keep your, your inbox tidy so it's not overwhelming and use a folder system to keep stuff you want to refer back to. So just like where I have multiple calendars, I have multiple email accounts as well. The reason I like Apple Mail is because it's an email aggregator. So... I'm not tied into Gmail. Like if you use Gmail's browser app, that's kind of, it's really built for Gmail. Apple is platform agnostic. And so I've got my own personal server email in there. I've got Yahoo. I've got Gmail. It just, it sits over all of it and manages all of it. And so each of these email accounts have folders where I keep stuff if I want to refer back to it, but it's not in my inbox. Right. So that's, you got to move it, got to move it out of the inbox. For yeah, because sure. if you're living in your inbox, you're doomed. You'll, you'll, you know, if you, and it, related, a lot of us will start in the morning and start in the inbox and just start clicking through emails. Don't, don't do that. Start in the calendar. Start, you know, planning your day and what are you supposed to be doing? And then, you know, at certain points through the day, go catch up on your email. You got a break, you got, you know, a few minutes between meetings. Maybe you block half an hour to take care of email. But it's yeah. an intentional thing rather than getting sucked into it. And then you've lost three hours and yeah. now you've got to scramble through the rest of your day to keep up, catch up with the stuff that you were supposed to be doing. Eric, do you ever mess with the the phrase that I learned is eat the frog first, but it's uh, I can't, oh, man, I can't remember who famous, I think it's Mark Twain. Mark Twain said this, where if you eat a frog in the morning, the rest of your day can't possibly get any worse. It's going to be better. But the way that they use that, 
is instead of opening your email, you do one big task. What's your frog for the day? And do that first before you open your email. And that way, if you get whenever you open email, you get sucked into email, you've already accomplished the big thing for the day. And so I've I've been doing that for years, but it's eat the frog first is the is the phrase. Oh, uh, that's a that's a good one. I'm I uh you know, now I can't eat frog's legs anymore. <laughs> You're switching to Escargo. That's right. Oh my yep. goodness! It's, yeah, uh, that's I think, yeah. I, it's been a while since I've had a good truffle. Perhaps I'll perhaps <laughs> I'll switch to truffles. I'll put your pinky out. Stop. There we go. Do, do we? Uh, and you know, I, you brought up the the three Ds. What's interesting is that for me, it's the four Ds. Mm-hmm. It's deal with it, delegate it, defer it, or delete mm-hmm. it. And so mm-hmm. it sounds like you said delegate and defer are one in the same when you delegate it to yourself later or something. But it sounds like we're using very similar approaches, which is, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. With the, oh man, I love this. All right. Five things. That was five. Let me try five. I've got, yeah. I've got one, my first one and this up and coming managers stop running errands. Uh, this is one that so many things can be delivered these days and people get stuck in going to run the errands. And so one of the things, I mean, I talk about it in the TED talk, I actually have on my website, if you haven't, or if you want to go to productivitygladiator.com and there is a calculator that allows you to calculate what your personal, what your time is worth. And it'll give you a, a guesstimate for your personal and your work. And so that is my metric for whether it's worth my time to run that errand. So for example, if you're getting donuts and coffee for the team, and you could stop at Dunkin' Donuts and get it. Or if you're going to get lunch for the team or something, you could stop and do that. Or if that's going to take you half an hour and delivery is available for 10 bucks, then maybe get it delivered. And that way you don't have to take that on or that extra errand on. So look for that or time for your family at, the, at home. It works the same way. You can get your groceries delivered. A lot of the things you need for the house, you can get delivered. And so if it's worth it, you can, now that you know what, if you go to the calculator and you know what your time is worth, it's easy to kind of an easy way to look at it on, okay, maybe this is or isn't worth it for me to go and do. So stop running errands that you don't have to, if you can't. That's oh. Number one. Yeah. So my background is Silicon Valley. I spent 20 years in Silicon Valley. And at first I was floored because they had cafeterias on site, like really good food on site. They had laundry delivery service. They had a gym on site. They had all these things. And, you know, it was a little bit like golden handcuffs. It was like, yeah, let's make it pleasant for you to be here so that you can focus on work. But I really came to rely on that, especially the laundry service. When I yeah. moved to Seattle and moved out of Silicon Valley, you know, I didn't have purple tie anymore to, to take care of my laundry. So I was running errands going to get the laundry. And just uh-huh. on a fluke, I asked my dry cleaner, do you do deliver? And they're like, oh yeah, it's six bucks round trip. I'm like, that is so- a no brainer. That is a no brainer. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love that you mentioned laundry in in DC and wherever you're listening from, there is likely a service similar to this or your local laundromat might do it, but you might judge me for this. People sometimes laugh at me for this, but I have not done my own laundry in seven years because Uh, I found found a service that will do it and it's a dollar per pound. And so it ends up being like, if you've got two, you know, overflowing hampers ends up being about 35 bucks or something like that. But to have that three hours of time spent laundry back for me is so worth that expense. And for the same reason you just said about like, this is why they do it in Silicon Valley and to keep, 
free up your time so you can work more. Or mm-hmm. in this case, sometimes you can life more <laughs> instead of yeah. work more. So, Well, I mean, that go- kind of goes to my point about the best system is the one you'll use. If you think it's worth yes. 35 bucks to have somebody else wash, dry, fold your laundry and bring it back to you, then okay. I'm positive yeah. I could never convince my wife to go for that. She'd be like, take an hour on Sunday and go fold your laundry. Go. Right. Yep. And circumstances very much so, it it depends. And so each decision is different for each person. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. So number two, I'm going to take, it's stop running errands again, but this time I want you to level it up with subscribe and save or subscriptions. And the examples I have for this are like, we have a cat. All of the stuff for the cat arrives at regular intervals. So not only do you not run errands for it, but you also don't have to remember to order it. You don't have to, like the kitty litter shows up every two weeks so that it can be changed. The food shows up, you know how much they're going to use in a two month period. So set up that subscription. And so if it's possible to do subscriptions, it's a huge help mentally and for your time, right? The the other two examples for humans, I just shared cat examples. I share some human ones too, like tooth brush heads. If you need a new toothbrush, you're not going to remember when the last time was that you needed a new toothbrush or when you started it. But if it's a subscription and it shows up at a regular interval, then you know that you're changing every three months. When it shows up, you change it. Or same thing, smoke detector batteries is like a big win because you never remember when the last time was that that you changed them and you're supposed to do it every year or so. So these are just examples of things you can subscribe for. And the other pieces for Amazon or for Chewy or for some of these websites that allow you to do this, they often offer a five to 15% discount if you subscribe for the item. So pay attention to those. This works for work stuff too. You can subscribe to paper and things you need at work so that not only do you not have to run the errand, but you also don't have to remember to do it either. It just shows up. Yeah. Nice. I found like we were doing subscriptions for stuff and I found that we wound up with too much stuff for some reason. And so, you know, especially like with spa chemicals, I'm like, you know what, I'd rather, I'd rather not, ha- not have a year's supply of, you know, shock around. Like I, I just needed yes. to bottle it in time. Right. So yeah, I, but I see your point there going to my, uh, my first point, if it's on the calendar, it gets done. Guess, guess how often I change smoke detector batteries. Once a year? Exactly. Six once months. a year on the same day every year. At the same time too, right? <laughs> 9 no, a.m.? It's, 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 it? it's an all-day event. It's just all change, day. The, change, all day change, event. Yep. change the smoke detector batteries sometime today. That, that is awesome. When you said all-day event for a second, I was like, did he take a sick day just for smoke detector no. batteries? No. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. It's just like, it's, you know, it's like, you know, get it done today sometime when you have a minute. Yep. Like it's, t- it's time. It's been a year sort of a thing. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Keep going. All right. Number three, I uh, use AI when you can. Mm-hmm. There are uh, chat GPT. I've been doing a lot with this recently. I've got a YouTube video that just came out on the, on 11 ways you can use it to be more productive at work. It also works at home. I just, there's another podcast episode I just did on AI that was about with, a with someone who, gosh, it was Christopher Lind, who was a big AI personality uh, industry leader. And we were talking about this topic. And one of the things we shared is like, it, it frees up your time at work. It frees up time to spend more time on your people. Like Eric, you were talking about, you teach lessons. You got to be a better people leader. Just because you're good at the work doesn't make you a good manager. What got you here won't get you there. And the mm. same thing, if you can use AI. So for example, here's an example. 
you go to one of these Zoom meetings and you have an hour long transcript, copy and paste that transcript into AI. Ask mm-hmm. for have it tell you what are the action items, give me a summary and generate a slides to go over this. So if you're a project manager, you could do that with your weekly update. And mm-hmm. then the slides could go to your supervisors or your managers. You could have it do the slides and that kind of stuff. But by having that extra time that you would have spent two hours creating all of this, and now it only takes you maybe half an hour, that'll give you a little more time. Make sure that you use that time with your people. And so use AI to free up time to be a better people leader. Is a that's That's such a huge one, I think. So get that time savings. Yeah, to totally agree. I mean, one of the things I, I realized, I went to the Association for Talent Development's International Conference in San Diego a month or two ago, and I went to every session on AI that I could. And the the thing I walked away from those sessions was, first off, I was a little unnerved. You know, there's, there's that. It's yeah. like, this is pretty mm, scary. <laughs> but, yeah. but also, machines cannot out-human a human. And so if you can use AI to be more relational, more empathetic, a better human being to your people, and let AI take care of the back office stuff, then I think that's going to result in a better workplace. Totally. I mean, Eric, I'm sure it comes up in in what you teach and stuff, but when you go to all the employee viewpoint surveys and the employee feedback and that kind of stuff, the top managers are the ones that engage with their people every single time. So mm. make, make sure if you can use AI or apps or subscriptions, like we're talking about ways to free up your time so that you can spend that time with your people, it will pay you dividends in your career forever and ever. So man, do it. Take advantage of that time savings. Totally agree. Right. Number four. And I, you know, I, I love that you brought up email stuff because my number four is stop emailing back and forth to schedule meetings. Mm. I can't just yesterday. I had somebody reach out to me inside my company. I also have a day job. And inside the company, the the people sent me an email and they asked, hey, could we meet? When would be a good time to meet? And in my head, inside your company, it's like inside the organization. If you have Outlook, it's called scheduling assistant (laughs) or Google has you can see them or there's apps like Calendly. that I love Calendly. Calendly is my killer app. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. And they can see when you're available. So no, I am not going to reply back and give you all of these options. And then you're going to reply back and say, well, I can't do those. What about those? And then I'm going to reply back. And sometimes it turns into five, six, seven, 10 emails trying to get this thing set up. No, man, just go look at the calendar, see when it's available. So for you as an up and coming manager, please do not get in the habit of emailing to set up meetings. Make sure for yourself, if you're in an organization and you can set it up, you can hook up your calendar to a Calendly uh, thing and you can you can use it for free. It's a freemium service. So you can even start for free and just have a 30 minute uh, meeting that's available. But that will at least let you send a link to tell people when you're available. And it even works. Oh my gosh. You could even use it in certain circumstances in your personal life too. That's, you know, Eric, there's a question for you there though, because I feel like in my personal life, if somebody wants to get together for happy hour or they want to hang out and it's a friend or something, and I send them a Calendly link, there's a level of like, nah, nah, it's, that's not a good vibe. No, <laughs> it's only a work thing. No, no, no. <laughs> everything, everything, I'm, most of what I'm talking about is, is work related. 
you know, making sure that things are on the calendar, that's, that's universal. But Calendly is a work thing. Like I would never send a friend a Calendly link to get together for fun. Right. That would be, I think that would be offensive. Yeah. And at the same time, Eric, I wish I could with my really good (laughs) friends that know me, I do it anyway because they know me and they know that I love them and I will absolutely cherish them. And I do great thing. You know, I feel like I am a good, I show up as a good friend in that relationship. But if we're in a text message back and forth, they know I do this productivity gladiator thing. And so if we text a couple times and we can't find a time, here's the Calendly link, look at it and tell me when it works. That's We've so gone back funny. and forth twice. Now this isn't going anywhere. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's fun. So I did, and I'll include a link it, the, I did do a, a blog post on how to stop the back and forth Calendly and this kind of stuff. Mm. So if you're not familiar with what Eric and I are talking about with Calendly and this other stuff, that, that stuff is available talking about scheduling assistant and that kind of stuff. So if you're an up and coming manager and you don't already know about this stuff, please do check it out. Uh, you know what? I, in my, in my previous roles, I was a vendor manager. Among other things, I also spent a lot of time talking with vendors about training products yeah. And Calendly was not really a thing when I was inside. Calendly really mm-hmm. blew up during the pandemic for me, where it's just like it became like the killer app. But yes. if I if if I wind up inside again, I'm finding a way to use Calendly or something like it to schedule meetings with people outside the company because it's just invaluable. Holy cow. Absolutely. And if you're an office person and you don't know, uh, it's called Bookings is the office app. And Mm -hmm. so if you Google it, if you're not already familiar, but if you've got SharePoint or if you've got Office 365 through your organization, it's called Bookings. Or if you have Gmail, you can use Calendly. That is a a third-party provider. But there's Mm -hmm. different solutions. So for your organization, it might be different. But yeah, look for it and find it and, and find a way to be able to send someone a link so that they can book that meeting. So that's a good one. And then, you know, my last one, my fifth one is dictating is three times faster than typing. So start talking. It's a blog post that I did and I can share the link, but there is a statistic that typing speed on average, people speak three times faster than typing. And so what's amazing though, is that with AI and with all of the technology that they've gotten, the dictation ability is significantly better than it ever was before. So like the one that'll blow your mind, if you haven't done this, try it right now. You can pause this show and go on and hit the, the microphone button and tell your, tell your, at your phone or your computer, how much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. And I guarantee you it gets it right every time. All of the, it, it, it knows how to separate them up. It, you can insert commas. You might have to dictate the commas, but it'll do it. And so the reason I share this is for me personally, it's a, there is a dictate button in Outlook that you use. You can hit dictate and then you can talk to your computer or in Gmail or on a Mac. Everyone has, every system has a shortcut to access a microphone so that you can talk and learn how to start talking to the computer. And my little, my little rule for myself now is if I'm going to type more than two sentences, speak it first. And then you can go back and just read it and make sure that it came out the way that you would. Because my process to send an email used to be to write it down, type it all, and then go back and reread it. And now I dictate it and then go back and read it. And it at least it saves it, it's at least a 50 percent uptick in how long it takes me to compose emails, especially at work longer ones. Mm-hmm. That's just something for me. Huh. When you said dictate, I thought you were going to go and do a management technique. Which 
Ah. <laughs> which worried, which worried me for a second. D- um, dictate short for dictatorship. Yes, we have a good time in this company. Absolutely. Yes. Do it my way now. Um, right. So I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't go that way. But that's that's actually really interesting. I I use dictation right now. I use it with Siri when I'm driving. So oh, yeah. yeah. So I have Apple CarPlay in my car, and when I get texts from people while I'm driving, I'll respond via text and that's that's handy because you can keep the conversation going without getting on the phone because you know the telephone is so passe these days and so right. you know just being able to dictate a, a quick response to a text is handy so yeah i will play with that absolutely if you haven't every single one of them i just found it took me forever to figure it out but in mac i i use windows professionally and i use mac personally Mm. And for personal, you hit the command button twice on your keyboard and it immediately activates the dictation feature so you can speak to text. Mm. And so it's a it's a great it's a great thing. So, you know, Eric, before we we said 10 things, that's 10 things. And I wanted to ask before we adjourn, do you have any personal stories? We're talking about 10 time hacks for up and coming managers. Are there any personal stories that you have overall on this topic that, you know, like somehow this is a personal thing for you or clearly it's a passion of yours because you talk about this. Where does that come from? Yeah. So I think it's, 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 it's kind of keeping myself organized and then wanting to share that with other people and help other people be organized as well. So my whole focus is on wanting to help. And I've chosen as my, my niche is I want to help new managers hit the ground running. And so that's, that's where all of this comes from. And the story I've got about this goes to the the point I made about the best system is the one you'll use. This is actually a story about a manager of mine named Jeff. And Outlook was fairly new to us in this organization, and, and I had figured it out. I'm, I'm kind of a tech head, and so I had figured out Outlook and you know the the core four and the drag drop turn it into what it is. And so I'm making Outlook sing and dance, and and people around the office knew that, and so they would come to me and ask for tips. One day, my manager, Jeff, came to me and said, Eric, I'm having trouble with Outlook. Can you help me? Sure. Sat down with him, started going through it. And he, my perception was that, that he needed to do a specific series of things to get Outlook to do what he wanted it to do. And let's just say for the sake of argument, it was a list of 10 things. And so I'm like, okay, first go here, click here, do this, change that value, da-da. And his eyes started to gloss over. And he looks at me and he says, you know what? Outlook is not the boss of me. Outlook is not the boss of me. And I've never forgotten that because it's not. Your system should not boss you around. You are in charge of your system. The best system is the one that you'll use. And so to to the extent that you're able, because I realize that some companies say, all right, we're an Outlook shop, we're a Microsoft shop, or we're a Gmail shop. But to the extent that you're able, modify and adapt the system to suit your style of working. That's that's what I would I would say for this is you know if if you're not technically oriented or you know you just you hate Outlook, find an alternative. I, you know I think I think that there in companies there is a certain expectation that you need to be able to to handle the technology that's offered to you, and I, and I think that you have a responsibility to to do that. And at the same time, I don't think you should accept it on its face. It's like you know what, there's got to be an easier way. So let's find the easier way. So there you go. Outlook is not the boss of me. Outlook is not the boss of me. 
I like that a lot. I think that there's a lot of people that will relate to that in technology in general. There are some people that they get, they sign off at the end of the day and they're like, oh my gosh, I will not go back on my computer again until mm-hmm. I have to for work tomorrow. And so the only way you can get through to them after hours is via phone because they don't look at their computer unless they absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And so technology and Outlook is not the boss of me. I like that. For me, it's actually, you know, Eric, I'm appreciating that you and I are almost like a great one-two punch because your your target or your niche is up-and-coming managers. And, you know, what got you here won't get you there. Being a good manager is different than being a good employee. And for me, Productivity Gladiator is about helping overworked project managers to level up their life balance and their personal practical productivity skills. And so it's really about starting out in the workplace as an employee. And they don't often teach you some of these skills about life balance and how to have a good life balance and how to handle all of this stuff like Outlook and all these tools. And so the the interesting personal story for me is I I worked in the government for many years. And there I I worked with a lot of contractors for the government and also employees in the government who were not necessarily good. You you had to chase them. You know, these people, you probably can relate to this. There's these people that you have to chase them down because you ask them for something and then you don't hear back. And now the onus is on you to ask them again. And then you have to ask them again. And like, my gosh, wouldn't it be great if everybody had this system for being able to get back to you or, or be able to handle the overwhelm? If they've got too many emails, the people with 10,000 emails, how do you fix that? How do you handle that? And so it's a personal thing for me was I, one of my good, my good buddies was talking to me about this years ago and said, you know, Brian, you have a system, so share your system. It doesn't have to be the perfect system. It's not the only system. And I I love that having this conversation with you, like Eric, you and I have different approaches to some of these things, but we both have a system. And so if you need to work with somebody, working with Brian or working with Eric is going to be a good teammate to have because we have a system. So teach that system. And I love that so much. And so teaching, sharing these tools and these tricks and these tactics and the stuff that we're doing right now is, my God, I could spend hours doing this and we're not going to because we don't want to be in your ears for this long as far as talking and podcast episodes aren't meant to be that long. So I think we've we've gone, we've gone on and droned on about, we've done our 10, 10 hacks. Anything else that, that you've got today before we just kind of adjourn this one or conclude it? No, this was this was a lot of fun. You know, you really kind of reawakened the passion in me. And if folks want to get a hold of me, you can always reach out to GerardTrainingSolutions.com and take a look at what we offer. Time management and prioritization is one of our classes. And that's and for me, I'm Brian Nelson Palmer. I'm founder of Productivity Gladiator. And we're teaching life balance and personal practical productivity skills to overworked early and mid-career project managers. So uh, along the same lines, time management prioritization, those kinds of things as well. But I love this. It's through the lens of as a manager and a manager in training and coming up through it and starting off in the beginning. So I certainly would love to keep in touch as well. Yeah, so absolutely. All right. That's a wrap. There you go. That was the end of my first joint episode with Brian Nelson Palmer. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Watch for my book on September 20th, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at GerardTrainingSolutions.com. 